Hello, Internet, and welcome to episode 57 of Frameskip, a video game podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am taking over MC duties this week. My name is George. <sighs> it's weird because I'm hosting, so I feel obligated to not talk about the Celtics because I don't want to drive the conversation <laughs> about Boston sports. But also, I have so much power with this microphone. That yeah, no, there's who, a lot of stuff you can do with it. Yeah, Who's going to stop me? Yeah. Not Pedro. That's for sure. Shout out, Pedro. That was a well-fought battle at uh, TD Garden between the Islanders and the Bruins. Did not shake out the way I wanted it to. But man, what an overtime thriller. Anyways, I like I said, I am one of your hosts, George. <laughs> joining me through the magical wires and tubes that is the internet, we've got the man from down south, Austin Eller. Austin, how are you? I'm doing swell, George. I just want to let you know I didn't understand a thing you just said, but it sounded like you were very excited about it. And so with that, um, I'll, I'll leave you to your excitement. It was a great hockey game. The, Celt- <laughs> uh, the sorry, the Bruins were down three one, and they scored two goals in the third period to tie it up. And then there was like fifteen minutes in overtime where it was just back and forth, battling for possessions. And then there was a weird pass to a Bruin that bounced off someone's skate, and it set up an Islander to have like a perfect breakaway. And he just shot a beautiful goal on our goalie Tuka Rask. Got past the impregnable wall of Tuke somehow. Um, so it was an unfortunate ending to an otherwise amazing game. And the person with the stone cold face who was completely unamused by all this sports talk, Seth Slaykos. Seth, how are you? How, how, is, how does it feel to be back in front of a microphone? Sometimes I lay awake at night sweating, thinking about how good of a game Fall in Order would have been if it wasn't a Metroidvania. I agree. I agree too. I agree. As someone that played two hours of that game, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, should should have been a hack and slash. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and uh, we also should have gotten a horde mode in that game and player versus player. Also, I got to be honest when um, when they announced that respawn was behind a Star Wars game that took place between episodes uh, three and four, I was expecting like a Republic Commando two. You know, you you hear respawn. You know. Right. What's that saying? Like when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. When you hear respawn, think shooter, not third person Metroidvania. I'm very concerned about Fallen Order because there's obviously needs to be a sequel and they're setting up a larger story. And I'm, I'm concerned about their ability to get it done. So does it end? I mean, I'm going to go back and play through it eventually. I'll probably do it once the full like PS5 version or whatever releases this summer, which I don't even fully understand considering it already got a next gen upgrade. Mm-hmm. But does the story end on like a cliffhanger or is it kind of just like this is clearly building no, to something? It, it ends on a cliffhanger. Okay. Yeah. And the story doesn't take the, the, the twist you thought it would or the, the turn you thought it would. Interesting. Yeah. Because that's like, yeah. It's strange it. because did you guys play the Force Unleashed like that yes. game 2008? Mm-hmm. I, I love say, Force 2009. Yeah. Loved it. I thought that game was phenomenal. They had a really good uh, <laughs> marketing rollout for the sequel that I was really excited by because they were sort of playing with this idea of uh, the apprentice being back, but you weren't sure like which side he was going right. to align with. Like there was one trailer in particular where it was like Vader and Yoda like were just like in his head basically, right. trying to pull him in either direction. And then all of a sudden, Juno Eclipse is just like she speaks out and she's like, but what about you? You know, she's like reaching out to the person, not like the the force conduit that is his character. And right. I thought that was just like a gorgeous trailer that like really stuck with me. Like, listen to me, like <laughs> reciting it, you know, 13 years later. 
And uh, man, <laughs> Force Unleashed 2 is just such like a dog crap pile of a game. Like, I just really hate that game. It is six hours long. I can forgive the story being subpar. Like, there's so many average or even straight up bad Star Wars stories between, you know, board games, comics, move, like movies, whatever. Uh, episodes right. of Clone Wars, what, what have you. But like the game itself just didn't even play well. And I'm like, you guys had like a pretty good foundation in the first Force Unleashed games that you guys just completely threw out the window for the second one. And so I don't think there's going to be like a complete regression going into the Force Unleashed, or sorry, not the Force, uh, Fallen Order 2. Because like, I think mechanically it's at least going to play well. And as long as the game plays well, I can forgive any sort of grease, uh, sorry, grasp exceeding the reach when it comes to yeah. storytelling. Fallen Order was clearly rushed. You could tell that by like the janky character models. They weren't smoothed out very well. And I would really like to know what their overall plan is because we haven't heard anything about Fallen Order 2 at all. Like that, that game has been a mystery. And I don't think we're going to see it this year at E3, although we could. Um, but there, there is a massive cliffhanger at the end of Fallen Order 1. And I would like to see them take it in a more um, straightforward approach. I think the gameplay is fine in Fallen Order. I just hated the Metroidvania aspect of going back and forth and exploring. Yeah. I hate it. Every time I boot that game up to play through it again, I'm like, ah, this sucks. <laughs> I don't want to well, do this. That was my thing was like I jumped into it right after the end of the last season of Mandalorian. And I was like mm-hmm. on such a Star Wars high. And um, I was like, yeah, I, I, I've heard the story's really good. Like, I really want to jump into it. But it turns out, like you said, I mean, most of the game is just like backtracking. And like, I get it. That's the kind of game it is. And just at the time I played it, um, it just wasn't really what I was looking for. I really wanted that like super linear, like story focused kind of beat em up Star Wars game. And that's just wasn't yeah. that's not what it is. So It should have been the Uncharted version right. of Star right. Wars. Is exactly. What it been. Yeah. Um, agreed. But. I actually just came across this information. I'm surprised I didn't know about it this week. Did you guys know that Battlefront 3 was pretty much complete when they canceled it? The original Battlefront 3, right? Yes, the original Battlefront 3. Yeah, that's that's one thing that's always really bothered me is that like the most ambitious Star Wars Battlefront games for the longest time were like on PSP. Between yeah. like Renegade Squadron and like I think it was Elite Squadron, like I, I believe, but like those were made by Rebellion, who did most recently like the Zombie Army games, a couple of the Sniper games. Um, like they make like fun sort of like big tier stuff. Um, but the the Battlefront Three is fascinating to me because they actually had the game like like I said pretty much finished, and there's copies of it on Xbox 360 that people uploaded, and you can get like partial copies and like people are like like pieced it together on pc that you can play but it was actually so complete that they had started working actively on battlefront 4 wow and there's art assets from battlefront 4 that they were working on that sounded really cool and it makes me sad that we never got it actually because they were doing all these what if stories with battlefront 4 so they were having like um dark side obi-wan and light side vader and there was a whole bunch of really cool characters oh there was light side maul Oh, uh, dark side luke yeah there was like it was like a whole bunch of what if characters in that game that i think would have been really really cool to see and 
we never got it. And also, Star Wars thirteen thirteen was like seventy percent done when they canceled it. And that is still so disappointing that they yeah. canceled that game. It looks so freaking good. Yeah, seriously. If they wanted to like undo all the bad will they got with like the launch of Battlefront two, honestly, I think it's been so long that it doesn't matter anymore. And like they basically just nuked every plan they had for Battlefront two, so it it doesn't matter because like the bad Battlefront two existed for like a week basically before uh, the, the plug on that monetization. But it, it didn't matter. It ruined the sales hype for that game immediately. It came to a screeching halt, you know, Yeah, but it's no, it still sold super well though. Like, um, but like, man, if they wanted to reverse that sort of sentiment towards them, uh, all they had to do was release 1313 or like announce that it was like going to be completed. Like that maybe should have been Amy headaches thing was just well, like, this, hey, this, hey right. we gave you, we got this thing that's like mostly done. We need to finish it. And also you're the person to like meld two different studios work on this and like make it feel cohesive. Like, I think that would have been like a good like layup for Amy after what happened to her at uh, Naughty Dog. And just sort of like to help her get her groove back. Well, this all started because I saw a tweet from one of the 1313 devs that was like talking about how they were still so heartbroken about the game getting canceled. And if they wanted to get the team back together and finish it, she would be 100 percent down for that. And I was like, oh, wow, that sucks. And, started, and then I went into like seeing how finished the game was and differing according to different people, of course. But apparently the game was like very far along in development. And like I said, then I saw that that was even the furthest game along in development from Star Wars that was canceled. Battlefront 3 was like weeks away from being gone gold. And they canceled it. I'm That's just, insane. That's crazy. I, assume I, was... that, I assume that would have been like 360 PS3 gen, right? Yes. Yes. All right. And like there was a lot of good ideas in Lord of the Rings Conquest, which was like, I assume it was Pandemic that was making Battlefront 3, right? Because they made the first two. I would think so. Um, Let me look that up. I'm actually, that's what I was doing right now. Because Pandemic made the first two. And then they also made Lord of the Rings Conquest, which was like a super fun game. Like that was, for all intents and purposes, like the Battlefront 3 on next gen at the time, like on PS3 and 360. The developer was Free Radical Design. Free Radical. Wait. Weren't those the dudes who did a uh, time interesting time splitters? Yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah, they were they were making the, yeah they were making Battlefront three, but they lost the license right at the end. I guess pandemic. Which, I guess pandemic must have been closed at that time then. And like the last game pandemic made probably was Lord of the Rings Conquest, which is like just straight up Battlefront structure. But they figured out a really interesting way to like integrate hero characters into the world, and they so did a really good job of making like huge masses of people. You know, it says LucasArts judged that Free Radical was unable to deliver on its August and September milestones. They would assume they were following Battlefront 3 and 3 points. First, Hayes siphoned resources during the first half of Battlefront 3's development. Second, Free Radical underestimated its ability to meet milestones. And lastly, because Free Radical kept missing assigned dates. So that was that was the reasons they canceled it. But like hmm. I said, it was it was pretty much done. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. considering That's how well. Battlefront 2 did back in the day. It's weird. I really hated Battlefront 2 when it came out. Like, I thought it looked worse than the first game. Like, I thought the draw distance was somehow worse. Um, probably because, right. like, the worlds were bigger. Right. I didn't really like how it felt compared to the first. And I, I thought it just, like, generally looked less cinematic. Uh, wow. But, man, that has been my go-to comfort game lately. Like, because of, uh, like, the backwards compatibility on Xbox One. Like, when I can't sleep yeah. or, like, you know, when I'm up late working and i just like need like a 20 minute break i'll just like jump in and i'll, I'll just like max out the settings to uh like okay i want 400 percent reinforcements so i want this to be like a half hour <laughs> long game i want to go to tatooine moss eisley i want to play as the empire i just want to 
kill as many Wookiees as I possibly can. And it's <laughs> I'm just, sorry, it's so good. I don't mean I don't mean to to keep going back to this, but I I just read and I think it's this is so fascinating. Steve Ellis, who was I think one of the, the main guys, top guys. I don't know it was the exact position, but he said we had a 99% finished game that just needed bug fixing for release. We three to four weeks from going gold. Oh my god! Can you imagine, dude? That's such a loss of resources. I wonder it if is, it's still floating around out there somewhere. Well, I, mean, I feel well, like yeah. it has to be with Aspire, yeah. like releasing old games. I don't know if they have the rights to publish Star Wars games before a certain date, and like if this would technically fall under that window. But like, man, just release that game as like an artifact of, like you, you look at like Star Fox Two coming out on like the. Uh, Super Nintendo Classic and it's like why not man like treat this like an art form where like it really is like you know like with a movie it's like well the director died but like here's most of the movie that like the last film he was making like before he passed away like release it like that treat it like something that's not like hey this isn't for profit this is just like so you can see like an artifacted vision of like what this thing is I think that's super cool and super interesting and I would totally buy that day one in a heartbeat yeah um, what's cool is there's like a whole third party project, which I'm, I'm so surprised has not been shut down by like Disney and Lucasfilm yet or LucasArts or whatever. Um, that is like grabbing the remnants of Battlefront 3 and piecing it together. The guy wow. uh tweeted at me earlier today saying that they have a complete Xbox 360 version of the game and that they have pieced together a ton of PC parts. So that's nuts. That's how that's how complete the game was, which is crazy to me. Who's the the head of uh, Xbox now? Phil Spencer. That's his name. Yeah, yeah. Philly P. Phil, I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Please throw some money. Get this. I don't care if it's an exclusive. I'm I mostly play on my PlayStation. I'm sorry, but I did just talk about Xbox One, which I guess is technically a free advertisement for you. If you want to hit me back, like I know you do. Just throw a little money at the, at the house of mouse, you know, just like get that done. Make that uh, give it away for free on on next May the 4th. Make that like your your promotional <laughs> stuff. How fantastic would that be? Seriously. Also, really make, make everyone go to Disneyland to get a copy of it. That'd be so <laughs> freaking cool. Also, Seth would be pissed because he was just there. Yeah. But I think he would, you know, suck it up and go again and yeah, get even more lightsabers. <laughs> I would as well. Yes. Um, yeah, man, it's 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 a super heartbreaking story. All these like great games, because yeah. I personally feel like we haven't gotten a slam dunk great Star Wars game in uh, fifteen years. You know, it's even it's. I think it's a little funnier than that. I've been like working on something for my blog lately. I haven't been writing as much, which sucks because I've been working, which is great. So I'm very yeah. conflicted. But it's good I to think, have money. yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> you can like do things with it. It's nice. Um, I think. In the pursuit of greatness, we sort of like lose sight of how good good is. Yeah. You know, and it's it's I was thinking about this with comics where there's like, man, there's so many just like solid runs. But because it's not like the Dark Knight Returns, like they never get talked about, you know, just because like they're not like examples of the apex of something. They're considered less valuable. And like, man, even if it's not a great game, Battlefront 3 from 2008, I'm assuming just just throw it out there man like good is good enough good good is its own kind of great just like get get stuff out there it's art let people appreciate it well dude people will buy anything that has a star wars name on it too that would be a quick buck for them that's a fair point yeah well so like yeah i'm just looking at the list here man 
it, I wouldn't consider I would consider Fallen Order and Battlefront Two now. They're good. They're good games. I wouldn't yeah. consider them groundbreaking or great. But since then, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to be distracting. Uh, the Celtics are playing in the background of Marcus Smart just sunk a three, baby. Be- before that, we got Republic Commando in two thousand five, which is widely regarded as a super super great game. Right. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I went back and, and then re- went back and uh, replayed co- it. It's coach, fine. coach, don't listen to this part. Went back and replayed oh, the gu- <laughs> the guns. It just feels like you're shooting a squirt gun. That's my only problem. I wish they added some impact to a uh, to the to the commando yeah. rifle you're using. But that that's it. That's my only complaint. The original Force Unleashed came out in 2008, and then when did Knights of the Republic come out? 2003. I would consider them like the last landmark games we have. So you could argue it's been like a decade and a half since we've gotten a great Star Wars game, but I'm really excited it's, for... Well, it's also been like a decade and a half since like we got a Star Wars game, like, you know, discounting like the Lego games, but I don't know, like there was a tie-in game for episode one, two, and three, you know? And so it's just like, how come there wasn't like a Rogue Squadron tie-in game? How come there wasn't a yeah. episode 15? Like they just kind of like leaned on Lego to be like the the video game presence of those movies as they were coming out, which is like, yeah. I totally get, but like that should have been an addition to that shouldn't have been the only thing, but that was also like time games in general sort of went out the window. Like we got a captain America game. We got an Iron Man one and two game. We got a Thor game an incredible Hulk game, but we never got an Avengers game. You know, yeah. like, it, it's just, it was such a weird time for the market to shift because genre stuff was only getting bigger and people were just getting like ravenous for more content for these franchises that they were clearly obsessed with and it just sort of diverted to phone games. And like, that was where a lot of star yeah. Wars games lived, right? Like was it yeah. galaxy of heroes and star Wars uprising? I think was what it was called, which was like, they're kind of like Diablo like game. And like, that was that even that game, like had its, had its moments, had its merits. That's fascinating to think <sighs> about there. Like just, you know, 15 years ago, the amount of like movie tie in games. And then you think oh, yeah. now, console wise at least in pc i mean there's really nothing like like you said george it's pretty much all on phone like completely unrelated to the star wars conversation but i just thought that was kind of interesting to think about no i was, um, I was writing an article for a website about that where it's just like yeah man there was a dark knight rises game that came out on phone yeah. and it was like a you know a 1v1 like street fighter like game it's just like well that's, that's not what sweet. i expected at all i mean it wasn't very good but i remember um, the one people used to always talk about it there was that matrix game that was like technically like canon or something right on ps2 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people always used to talk about oh, that yeah. one which into, is into the matrix right like that, yeah. one ha- that one actually had uh god who, what's her name um black chick with right. these super cool hair and incredibly like she was the only person uh, in that entire movie trilogy that actually had cool sunglasses <laughs> um i can't remember well, relax can't, come on man <laughs> uh i but, don't remember uh yeah now that that game was actually it, it doesn't control super well but again that was like a, a yeah. another example of a game's uh grease i keep doing that yeah. grasp exceeding its reach um <laughs> i keep trying to portmanteau right grease into into the <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, any more to add to this? Because I think we're doing this in lieu of talking about what we've been playing because we yeah. have not been playing very much. No. Austin, I, I, you've been moving. I have. Seth, I've, you've been, I've been playing life. <laughs> yeah, Seth, you've been living. I've been playing Control, but that's it. I'm about 10 hours in, and I don't know how I feel about it. Sure. It's, I mean, it's just like, it's a, it, it's a, it, the story is so convoluted that I was talking to you guys about this in the chat yeah. earlier. Like, I just don't. I, I, I'm starting not to care because I have this character and I don't know her backstory and I don't know what's going on in the story. I'm just going from point A to point B 
killing things, waiting for the story to un- unfold, and it's taking way too long. It it is very drawn out. Yeah. Like you don't do you already know what like the I, I guess I don't know how to not spoil this for people, but like the thing that is with her. She's like have she you already talked, figured that out? She talked to Emily about it. And that's the that was the first conversation she talked about it, and that's as much right. as I've gotten. I'm not I'm not satisfied okay. with that. Okay. Well, yeah, because that's like I mean that's a major part of that game, and like the first I mean if you're ten hours in the first ten hours you still don't really get yeah like an answer as to what's happening, and it's like brought up in like every single piece of dialogue with her. It's like very like I love that game, but I agree it, it it's a it's a little a little too convoluted sometimes. I mean when I I need to play through it still and finish it up, but when I was playing it, it was to me, it was kind of like, well, man, this is like, so mentally draining to like, try and yeah. play this game and, and understand what's going on. It's fine. So that's, the game, that's the game super, super funny fun. though, because the thing it always gets compared to is twin peaks. And yeah. th- that show is like the exact same way, you know, yeah. where it's just like, Hey, we got this weird mystery. And you're like, you think you're about to figure something out, but it, it turns out it's just a new r- weird wrinkle right. added to this right. weird mystery. And you're like, Oh man, that's really interesting. But also, I really thought we were going to do this thing. I don't know how much longer I've got in me. How well, much longer game... do you got? Oh, f- five more seasons. Okay, cool. Over 30 <laughs> years. Tight. That's awesome. Cool. The Thanks. game is massively inspired by um, SCP. Are you guys familiar with SCP? Mm-hmm. Yes, the same clown posse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is... I don't want to like abuse my power as host, but that was a really good joke. And Seth, you barely reacted. <laughs> That was that was a that was a rough joke, George. That, that was, was a rough. real no. That was a really good joke. <laughs> All right, uh, if you're listening to this, please let us know if that was in fact a good joke or a rough joke. Um, yeah, if you laughed, please write in and tell us. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, I expect something from you first. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's it controls fine. It plays really fun, so that's good. But other than that, yeah, we'll see how I feel next week. I'm probably gonna finish it up in the next couple of days. It's a really pretty game. Yeah, it's sure. got a lot it's, of cool like. Uh, particle effects and stuff in it. Yeah, I never played Alan Wake, so I can't really speak to that game necessarily. But uh, like, I played Quantum Break, and I really enjoyed Quantum Break. And I played a lot of Control. I didn't beat it. Uh, came out right as I was like, I was like, oh, I'll play this for a little bit, and then I like went to see family. Like, I got it right before Christmas, and I got distracted and right. never picked it back up. Um, but I feel like a lot of games by them are like, yeah, but games. Like, yeah, this is really great, but. Like, there's always, like, a caveat that has to be, like, served with those games. Mm-hmm. Like, Quantum Break was super yeah. fun, but the television thing was so weird and, like, off-putting, and it, like, kind of ruined the game. Even though it was, well, like, such an interesting, like, novel idea. I'm really glad someone tried it. I just wish it wasn't in that game. Like, I think it would have been stronger somewhere else. I haven't played Quantum Break yet, and I do want to eventually after I beat Control, but at least with Alan Wake... I wouldn't really say that was the case with that game. There wasn't really anything too out there. There was with no it. but. Um, okay. Yeah. But the, the only thing I would say is that, and this isn't the game's fault. This was just, you know, budget or whatever it is. That game literally ends on like the largest cliffhanger possible. Um, I mean, that story is like the complete opposite of complete. Okay. And um, mm. just never went anywhere. I know there's like that new DLC for Control and he's in it. So I wonder if they kind of, fix things there but reconcile that yeah did you play american nightmare like the dlc follow-up a little bit a little bit but it's it's basically just like horde mode it's there's no story to it so interesting um one thing 
that I think is interesting is I actually love deep convoluted stories. Yeah. Like one of my favorite franchises is the Xeno franchise. Um, right. That's now on Nintendo. Right. And those, those stories and worlds are like super deep. I love diving into stuff. But there's always like small subplots that are in the forefront. And then like the massive, like deep mysteries and whatnot are, are behind that, that you figure out later in the game. This doesn't have any of that. It's just like, like for instance, um, in Xenoblade, in Xenoblade 2, you get like Rex. He's like, he like wants to be this famous like miner or whatnot. And he's got his relationship with his friends and stuff that, that those stories are all unfolding. But in Control, it's just Jesse's story. Yeah. And I don't know anything about Jesse. I don't know anything about this world. And they're not giving me any information about this world, which is why I'm getting frustrated. And I'm like, well, I mean, and it's I, like they present the whole world in front of you and you don't understand any of it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. Fair, doesn't she not understand this world either? Like, isn't she like literally you? Well, no, so that, that's also frustrating, too, because she knows a lot more that is going on than than she should. Yeah. But it's not, but she doesn't, but and you're, she's talking like you're supposed to know that, but you don't because she hasn't brought it up yet. It's super annoying. Gotcha. Also, so. the janitor. What's going on with him? I haven't figured oh, that yeah. out yet. <laughs> the janitor. Just what is he doing? Janitor that is apparently super powerful somewhere. I don't know. It's- I need to. I need to beat that game. I, I mean, I love the story in that game. I think it's super fascinating. But like I said, it's just so. It's so draining. Yeah, man. The janitor. He, he reminds me of like the robot from Invincible, where you're like, or it's just like, man, you haven't like done anything yet, but like I've got my eye on you. Like yeah. there, there's just something about you. I don't like the cut <laughs> of your jib per se, and I'm just I'm looking out. I'm gonna sleep with yeah. both eyes open yeah. when you're in the same building as me. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like this benevolent force. And then there's this, yeah. the last time I had this moment with him, he's like, I did you a favor. Now you owe me a favor and I'm going <laughs> to come at any point in time. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he's a bad guy. And you're like, actually, I've read Faustus. That's actually not how it works. Um, you freak. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch enough John Wick? You didn't do the marker with the blood and everything? Come no, on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't owe you any favor. Amateur. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, I don't. I I played a little bit of Mass Effect. I, I'm still playing Zombie Army um, Four, and I don't really have anything to say about the game per se. I just think like that type of game I think is like the perfect PlayStation Plus game, and I think it was very very smart of them to release like a multiplayer game that wasn't necessarily like a party game, but was like yeah. in fact a cooperative game. Like I think Fall Guys was like a great game to release at the beginning of the pandemic. I think this is like a great game to release as at least the United States, like I, I can't really speak to the world. I know like Vietnam is having issues. I know uh, Europe is having issues. I, I, I know uh, Brazil's having issues with like new variants and everything popping up everywhere. But like, at least in the U S there's like this greater sense of optimism that like, I'm going to latch right. on to because I personally need it. Um, Agreed. And like the cooperative nature of zombie army four, I think is like really compelling. And it, it has me like setting up like recurring dates with like my friends, you know, and I still don't really know how to work. Uh, chat on my PlayStation Five. I find <laughs> like the actual like party integration kind of frustrating. Yeah. So we just I, have we just have like a four way phone call, and it's it's awesome, you know. And like we just set up dates, and it's like us, and like someone will have a laptop up, and we're just going through getting collectibles, and it is just the perfect game to just not really have to pay attention to, and instead just find out what your buddy Jamie has been up to for the last like two weeks, you know. Like it's it's yeah. great in that regard. I downloaded that game. We'll have to play it at some point, George. I've never played it. You better hurry, because once I hit level 100 in that game, I am never looking back. Um, <laughs> like once once I get the platinum, I'm deleting it. But like this is like well, the perfect game where it's like, huh, that looks like it's kind of fun. 
I don't know if I want to spend 40 or 60 bucks, like whatever it costs, but to get it for free, there's like a new game on PlayStation plus this week. I can't remember the name yeah. of it, but it's like the two player, like spy game. I, like, I know that I was about to bring that up. I can't think of the name, but it's like online co-op only. Like it's kind of like a way out. Yeah. where like one person's an agent, one person's a hacker and like, you have to work together. Like that was, um, I got really into co-op games over these, uh, over these past couple months. Uh, like we were here, I think is the name of the game where like one person's stuck in a tower and one person's stuck outside the tower. Mm-hmm. And you have to like, you can't talk to the other person literally unless you find a walkie talkie. Like you both have to find a walkie talkie and then you can press a button. And that's like the only thing you can really interact with. Like that isn't a puzzle. Right. Um, like you can only hear the person when you're holding the trigger. And it was just like something like that. And then it takes two. I played that with my friend Marty. That was so much fun. Like we just busted that, that out over like three nights. And just like this cooperative spirit of games, I just find like really encouraging and Pick a great, ex- a great excuse to talk to people. No, that game looks like an MMO, and like I'm so I'm too dumb for MMOs. I By the way, the, the I still game... need to play Final Fantasy fourteen for Seth, but like I am yeah. just generally too dumb for MMOs. Like I couldn't get into DC Universe online, and like I'm well, just, I, I have literally thousands of comics that, by DC. Yeah, that, game but that game's not very good. Yeah, no, that game sucks. Okay. The game you guys were talking about, by the way, is Operation Tango. I looked. Thank right. you. Yes, that is the one. Yeah. So, but I was going to say the the zombie army game isn't it made by the same people that did Sniper Elite? Yeah, no, it's it's by Rebellion, the guys who did like the PSP Battlefront games. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. and it's super. It was. It. I think it started off as like an additional mode they added to the Sniper Elite games, and then it just spun out to be its own thing. But it's super. Well, fun. I was going to ask fun. you. I don't know if you know this, but is Sniper Elite co-op in the same sense? Because I know they gave out, I think it was four or something as a PS Plus game maybe last year. I think you're right, because I definitely have that game on my hard drive. But I yeah. I, I, I feel like a hoarder. Like, I'm, I'm just collecting these PlayStation <laughs> Plus games and, like, never actually playing them <laughs> until I get, like, a text message from a friend yeah. being like, hey, I hate spending money on games. I have PlayStation Plus. I just got Zombie Army 4. You need to download yeah. it and we'll play through it together. And so it's just been us doing like a trophy hunt together. And it's been super nice. fun. And I got two friends who normally don't care at all about trophies uh, to get into it with us. And like, that's been an absolute blast so far. I got a friend who nice. has, I think, one platinum. And he's just like, yeah, I'll get this with you. Like, let's do all the collectibles. <laughs> and then I got another friend who's like, he's discovering trophies. And like, he 100%ed Skyrim, like on the on PlayStation 4 and like got wow. obsessed with that. And now he's just like, yeah, man, I'm on the big kahuna now. Like, I'm going to platinum Red Dead 2. And I'm like, you're, oh my cra- God. you're absolutely crazy. <laughs> Good like, luck. Have, you, have you looked up a guide? He's like, what's a guide? I'm like, oh, muffin. <laughs> oh, like, there's missable trophies. You got to you gotta do your research. <laughs> like, not all platinums are created equal. Oh, they no, are they're really not. not. Especially when Elijah buys them. Hey, <laughs> just making sure Elijah's listening. Send, bada a, bing, bada send a question or comment or insult to Seth the 90s kid. But whatever you do, don't follow him don't follow me don't follow him don't even talk to me all right i think that wraps up uh, our our opening salvo let's get into the main topic of the week this week we're talking about anticipated games we don't have a full crew here uh coach is a little under the weather elijah is a little busy at the work so it is the three of us austin graciously came on um i did Despite being well, you're gonna be you're gonna be back pretty often now, right? That's the that's yeah. The... I should be on every week now yeah. again. Uh, yeah. We've moved, and so I no longer have a two hour and fifteen minute commute every day. So that's a good change. That's a good change. Yeah, I, I uh, am now spending about like an eighth of the time in the car as I used to every week. So I'm very excited that's about cool. that, and that means I now have time. 
to do. Yeah, but also I know you were anything. I know you were planning on coming on tonight until the last minute. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, well, it's just because we're still unpacking a little bit, but it's fine. We've only got at this point. I did a lot this morning, so we only have like six boxes left. We've only got really thirty-eight excited. boxes to go. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, so we want to wait until we get more people. We want to have like a full crew. We want to like solicit questions in advance for like a big E three episode. So that's why we're not mm-hmm. talking about E three before E3. We're going to save that for probably next week, maybe the week after. Maybe it's just going to be a reaction yeah. to what happens. Maybe it's going to be a predictions episode. I don't know. We'll have fun. We've got to talk about the scenes to get that going on. Uh, but before that, there's a whole bunch of games that are coming out that have already been announced. We wanted to talk about some of the things that we're excited about looking forward to the rest of this calendar year. And so I've got a list here from Games Radar about all the upcoming games and I've picked out the ones I'm super excited for. Did you guys do the same? I can't remember I if, if everyone did their homework or not. I did. Uh, I did go through the list of upcoming games for 2021, and I, um, I we were talking about it earlier. I have a few in mind. Cool. Not many, okay. but a few. All right. All right. All right. Who wants to go first? Does anyone have any uh, games for June that they want to talk about first? No. Okay, I have one. Okay, okay. what's up? Uh, I'm sure this is on your list too, George. I hope it is. But freaking Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh my god, I want that game so bad. It totally is. Uh, I can I can I be completely honest with you? Yeah, I have played exactly two thirds of one Ratchet and Clank game. I did not sure. grow up with this franchise, uh, the PlayStation Four remake. I do okay. not know this franchise. Oh, I can't believe you didn't beat it. It's so good at all. It um, it's super good. I really enjoy it. It's also really long and big. And like when I say like play it well it, like in terms of like like i want to play it to get the platinum so like i'm looking oh, at the platinum uh, and I'm like that's a long time let me save this for when i'm more in the mood right um so i don't really know this franchise but like there was that state of play i believe last week maybe the week before and yeah. it looks super exciting like just to like sort of put my playstation 5 through the paces but why are you excited about ratchet and clank Rift well Rift? you know i i actually wasn't a huge ratchet and clank fan when i was a kid i got into it more when i was older i think when i first got into it it was when I got my PSP 3000, I think it was, that had the Good the model. silver bundle pack that came with Ratchet & Clank Size Matters, which was the PSP mm-hmm. uh, Ratchet & Clank game. And I love that game. And so um, after playing through that, I think at some point I went and played the Ratchet & Clank Future games, which I loved on PS3. And then eventually they did the the trilogy remastered for PS3. And so that's when I went back finally and and played the old ones. But I just... I adore that series. Um, there's just something about it that, you know, it's so goofy, but it's also like somewhat serious. I mean, you're walking around with these like giant guns that do various things. And well, that's the thing, right? Um, like you're playing as a, a Lombax, which yeah. forgive me, I'm not a uh, Xeno <laughs> biologist, but that's a, that's a made up creature, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I believe so. so you're playing there, as like an this, alien. Yeah, you're playing yeah. as this weird meerkat who's friends with a robot. And they're just like, how do we get this person to shoot as many different types of guns as possible? Right. It's like, it's such like, you're right. It's such a goofy, weird concept, but like, it's such a competently well-made game. Like, it's like one of the better third-person shooters I've played. You know, that's not like a super intense cover-based or like realistic modern approach. Like, it's it's fascinating how much they care about Mm -hmm. making this ridiculous thing good. Yep. And they they really have, in my experience. Um, Yeah, and the characters are so good. I mean, the stories, they're... They're usually pretty lighthearted, but they do typically have like kind of a serious aspect to them. Um, but just like the way things play out and like the the 
personality of Clank and Ratchet and the way they interact with each other. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, and the, I, game, I the think, game is so smooth. It looks so good. Right. Like, like uh, the animation is insane in that game. And I, that's, that's what I was about to bring up is like, you can't mention this series now without looking at the PS4 version. And then now this, and just, I mean, I, I it's some of the best graphics I've ever seen. It's, it's, it looks like a Pixar movie. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't look like a video game. It's insane. And more than that, like I, I think we talked about this when the PlayStation five was new, but we were talking about how like, you know, next gen is normally something you see or something you hear. But what was interesting about the PlayStation five was that next gen was something you felt like with a controller specifically, right. you know, like uh, playing through uh, Astrobot, Like that was just like, right. you never sort of had that sort of feeling before. And like, no. that was the next gen part. And that was really exciting. And it's interesting that like, it's not even the performance. I mean, I guess it is a performance, but like the way you're able to load into new areas is like the yeah. benchmark that sets that separates this game from everything that came before it in terms of the franchise. Like, I think that's really interesting where, yes, there is a visual fidelity that has never been matched before by any game in this series, but it's, it's so much more than that. Like it's what this technology right. affords the series to do, which I find really interesting. And it made my list. I'm super yes. new to the series. I'm going to try to finish the, the PlayStation <laughs> yeah. four remake before Rips Apart comes out, and I'm you sure I'm gonna buy it day upgrade. one and not touch it until August fifth or something. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's gonna it's gonna take some time after I uh, platinum and just completely ruin myself with the franchise. Um, <laughs> but I will play it this summer. I promise. Yeah, it is super good. All right, I've got a couple other things for you coming this June. Uh, so let me know if any of these stand out to you. Um, let's see. So that comes out June eleventh. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate comes out the day before. That comes out June 10th. Do you guys care about that at all? I know you're big Final Fantasy fans, but I believe yes. that is the PlayStation 5 version of Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Um, but also, no. Like, I'm super excited because, you know, it's more Final Fantasy VII Remake. But I also feel like this is just a hold us over type of thing because yeah. we're getting a Yuffie DLC. First off, Yuffie's maybe my least favorite character of the main cast. Um, but also, I don't feel like I need to replay all of Final Fantasy 7 again yet because I just I, I feel like I just beat it yesterday. So I don't feel like I need to replay Final Fantasy 7 Remake again yet. It's great. I love the game, but there's still some stuff I want to do on my like original save file. And also, I don't have a PS5 yet, so because uh, there's nothing I want to play on it. But I don't, e- I don't even know if I'd be really interested in this if I had a PS5. So, so just because I don't know this Yuffie DLC, I mean, is this like was this something her story or whatever that they're presenting in this DLC? Was this like in the original game or is this some new no. thing that they're covering? Okay, no, this is this is all original. Um, okay. In the original game, you met Yuffie pretty early on by random chance, by random battle. She would show okay. up and then you would have to answer her questions correctly. She's actually a completely missable character. You can go the whole game without you. Interesting. Um, if you answer her questions wrong, then she'll just dip. But she became such a mainstay in the series. You know, um, there's also you can also miss Vincent Valentine. Mm-hmm. But I think those are the only two skippable characters you can miss. Um, also, but save this... the money. Save the money. Don't buy a PlayStation 5. Don't buy this game. Just buy a PSP and buy Final Fantasy 3 for $10. Uh, that game is fantastic really really i haven't played it in like two months but man i really like that game (laughs) a lot i need need to finish it i'm super close to the end 
But man, <laughs> that game is really special. And it actually, it made me mo- way more interested in Final Fantasy than any other game has. And so because of that, I also bought the 4 remake for PSP. So my plan is to not necessarily go in order, but like I know I need to check out 6, which I've never touched. I know I need to check out 4, which I really didn't like the DS version of that game, like the chibi art style, but I'm enjoying it for Final Fantasy 3 on PSP. So I don't know like if, if something changed or if I changed. Uh, but I am moving Final Fantasy 7 up my list of games to play considerably higher than it was Good. before. Uh, sort of diving into this franchise. All right, so that's one game. Uh, here's another game. Actually, let's go in order. Uh, Modern Horizons 2 is a new expansion coming to Magic the Gathering. I'm super excited for it. I know you guys probably don't play Magic the Gathering, at least currently. Mm-mm. I've never right. played it, actually. So there's a whole bunch of different formats for Magic the Gathering where it's basically just like different rules and stipulations about like which cards you can use, how you play, how you interact with other people during the games. And this set is made specifically for one format called Modern, which is basically like the most competitive version of of Magic, I guess, where it's like the idea is that like standard, which is like all the current cards that should take like five to six turns, seven turns, maybe for like a player to win. Modern is like a turn three, turn four. So it's just like how fast the gameplay goes. And it goes back to a certain... um, era like a certain card set where like you have to use cards that only look a certain way because that was when like the the modern quarter format came out for the cards and so every card going forward was allowed to be played in the set but no card before then and this card is made to supplement that format specifically but there's so many cards that are great in other formats so i'm super excited for this just because it makes modern a little bit more exciting like they just print cards that like directly answer problematic decks that directly boost underrepresented decks and so i think it's really interesting that they're not waiting for like the theme of like a brand new set they're just creating a set to sort of like fill in the potholes and do some patchwork on the format um so shout out to the mtg nerds out there i bet you're looking forward to modern horizons 2 as well uh the next game i'm looking forward to dungeons and dragons dark alliance june 21st i saw this, that so this is a dnd Video game? I guess I, I don't know enough about D&D to really... Is this common? Actually, there's it's a lot like, of them. It's a, <laughs> really? hack, it's a hack and slash video game. Like It's basically oh. like Gauntlet or like a, like an action Diablo. And I am so excited for this game. I saw the gameplay. Is it co-op? It is. Wow. So, okay. Austin, you're probably going to be surprised to find out all the Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter games are also D&D games. I yep. did not know that. Yep. Did not know that. But I've never yeah. played any of them. And so. I really, uh, got, all I really want is Baldur's Gate 3 to come to console. But like, I doubt it's going to anytime soon. Just like the way like Divinity Original Sin took like its sweet time coming to console. The way the other one yeah. whose name escapes me that was very similar, but turn-based. Um, I cannot remember the name of it. Sorry. If Ray Apollo is listening, I know he's like obsessed with Pillars Divinity. of Eternity. <laughs> Pillar, thank you. Yes, that is actually the exact game I was talking <laughs> about. Um and so those took a while to come to console just because you have to like rejig the controls to make them sort of contextual and make sense. I get that. Right. Uh, but like, man, this, this is just a straight up action game in like a weird fantasy world. I'm, I'm super in. Also, I think it's I don't think it's like full price, which is also exciting. Um, so I'm, I'm stoked to check that out. A week later, we get my probably, if not my most anticipated game of the year, my second most anticipated game of the year. Mario Golf Super Rush. I am beyond <laughs> excited. What is, do you guys care? Sorry, do you guys oh, yeah. care at all about Mario sports games? Yes. Yeah. All right. So yes. we got we got to know from Seth. Seth, why are you not excited about Mario sports games? Uh, I have never been into not only sports games but Mario games. So neither of those things mesh. 
All right. So I did the right thing. I saved the best for last. Austin, why are you excited <laughs> for this game? Dude, the freaking I have always loved Mario Golf. Okay. And I love all the Mario sports games. I really like the tennis um, game that they released on Switch. I played a lot of that one. Um, but Mario Golf has, has always been my favorite uh, Mario sports franchise. And so the 3DS game, I played like just a ridiculous amount of that title. And so the second they announced this, I was like, man, I, I am so in day one instantly. And so I'm, uh, it's going to be hard for me because I, I don't play too many games anymore. And so with this coming out like a couple weeks after Ratchet and Clank, it's going to be like a rough month for me for June. It's It's very rare that I buy two new games in a single month anymore <laughs> i was nine maybe 10 years old i was super sick my dad was going up to the city of bangor which was like you know the nearest place with like a best buy and like a, a target right. and stuff at the time and uh, i had like worked super hard to like make some money like doing chores for like six months and he's just like well george can i get you anything while i'm in bangor i'm like yeah i'd love the new mario game and this is for mario like a thousand year door like wh- whichever like the n64 paper mario game was so I was expecting him to come home with that. He messed up. He brought back Mario Golf for 64. <laughs> and I was so pissed. I also didn't understand that you could return things. So I opened it and just like, oh, we're going to play my crappy game. I got so obsessed with Mario 64, uh, Mario Golf 64. I think that is like one of the best games ever made. Yep. Except yep. for Toadstool Tour, which is somehow even better. And then the 3DS game, which is somehow even freaking better. I absolutely love Mario Golf. I cannot wait for this game. Yeah, Andy and I are both getting it. I'm I'm so excited for that game. I mean, it's the thing was too with the 3DS one. The thing that I loved about it, and they kind of did this a little bit with Mario Kart 8, but they had that tournament thing mm-hmm. where you could like people could create a tournament and then they would just give out the code. And so one of my favorite things was like back in the day when I used to frequent IGN. Um, obviously, Greg Miller was like a huge fan of of Mario Golf on 3DS, and he had posted tournaments. Uh, for that game and so it was always cool to like be able to play with him and you know people from the community so i'm hoping they bring bring back that feature because i really like that yeah uh, all right let's see looking at june um that's everything i've got for june uh well, again, I, I have one more thing for june. oh you do oh great yes. all right what, what's up um a game that i'm not buying immediately but i got my eyes on because i feel like i could either be a five or an eight is scarlet nexus and the other reason I'm not buying this immediately is because Bandai Namco games plummet in price like three months after. Yeah, yeah, like you can get them like 20 bucks like three months after they come out. Yeah. So um, I got my eye on that. It looks like a really cool kinetic platinum-esque game. Maybe like a little bit of like control mixed with like God Eater. So got my eye on it. Bandai Namco games, it's usually hit or miss, never in between. So. It's so weird. there's a demo out. They're, that they're really out, good arcadey right? games. Yeah. Well, it depends because then there's like Occupus Strip and stuff too. That that, you know, okay, are terrible. <laughs> um, Tales of Zillia too. Tales of Zillia too, terrible. Um, I don't know if there's a demo or not. I've, I haven't been keeping up with it. I just for know some that, reason like, I thought there was, but maybe I'm wrong. I like the look of it. I like the cut of its jib. Is that, yeah. is that the new podcast? Like uh, like the way we measure things. I like the cut of its jib. Yeah. yeah, this game coming out, I do not like the cut of its jib. Like, it's, it's just one of those things, you know, it's like on Shark Tank when they're like, and for that reason, I'm out. You know? <laughs> like... I've done that several times in the podcast. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of Occupus Trip, there's an Occupus Trip new game coming out in July. Yes, there really? is, yeah. 
Uh, I assume Elijah already has the collector's edition pre-ordered. Um, Terrible game. Let him don't yuck his yum. Let him like his things. Does he even like that series? I just assume. I don't know. I don't know. Elijah, that game sucks. Oh it's no! It's not, no, he's not even here. Stop piling on my friend. The game is like unquestionably bad. That's all I'm saying. Like, there's nothing redeeming about that game whatsoever. All right. Uh, the only other game that is really sticking out to me for the rest of June is Alex Kidd and Miracle World Deluxe. Uh, I'm just curious about that. Uh, that. That's just like a series I never really mess around with. And so I'm I'm always sort of excited to see how they bring like retro games to modern consoles. And like, how do you appease like the diehard fans who were all about it then? How do you bring in new fans? Like, I, I just think that sort of uh, that fusion is really interesting. So I'm I'm curious to see what happens with that when that comes out. Uh, moving on to July, does anything stick out to either of you from um, July? If you haven't played Ease 9, that's coming on Nintendo Switch. Ooh, Go ahead yeah. and play that. Uh, it's a very Ease is maybe a game you guys would be into because it's very action oriented RPG. There's not much story to it. I yeah, have memories of Salsetta is like one of my uh, favorite. Ah, so you're uh, Vita huh? games. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Ease is super fun and. There's a whole bunch of Yeez games if you have PlayStation 4, like another guy, Yeez Origin. I think they actually brought Memories of Salsetta, too. Yeah. Like, there's a whole bunch of those games, and they usually go on sale pretty frequently. Uh, yes. But they're just fun, you know, third-person action RPGs. Yep. My, pretty it's mindless, series, fun grind. Series I've never actually played. There, I think you I think you would be into them, Austin, because like, yeah. you can jump in for 20 minutes and jump out if you want to. It's not a yeah. big deal. Um, but 8 and 9 moved into the 3D space, and they are pretty good so check them out awesome uh awesome is anything calling out to you yeah there's a couple and i honestly i didn't write down the dates i think these are right i know monster hunter stories 2 releases in july july Um, 9th yeah yeah it looks really good um really really excited for that one and it kind of seems like you don't have to have played the first one which i'm hoping because there's no way i'm playing through the first one before july right um (laughs) It's so, on. It's on phones, and I've actually heard really good yeah. things about uh, the the phone port of that game. Frequently goes on sale for five bucks. Whoa. So, yeah, that's how I got it. Um, and then the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles comes out next month, and that's actually I know you guys aren't really into Ace Attorney, um, but those are two 3DS games that were Japan only. They never came west, right. and so um, they've been out in Japan probably for four or five years at this point. Um, and they're pretty interesting. It's kind of like a it's a side kind of spinoff of Ace Attorney, where it's like a this is like old a feudal, like feudal Japan, right? It's okay. like a feudal <laughs> Japan era Ace Attorney, and like the main character is named Sherlock Holmes, and like it's just this like <laughs> feudal Japan Ace Attorney thing. It's it's fascinating. So Thank I'm you really for clarifying for that. It. I thought that was a weird fever dream I had, um, but apparently well, not. So. And I guess. I guess they're allowed to name it Sherlock Holmes or something in Japanese because it's like written in Japanese, but they couldn't name him Sherlock Holmes in the English copies. So his name is like Herlock Sholmes or something. And the copies that are coming out next month. (laughs) Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I really thought he would have been public domain at this point. I know. Um, That's what I thought too. I mean, he was like, what, like 1880s, 1890s? Like, come on. Apparently he's not. I guess he's literally older than copyright law. Come on now. Seriously. So those are my two, though. All right. Um, I'm just going to say it. I'm really looking forward to Skyward Sword HD. Ooh, Kind of forgot about that, to be honest. I had a really hard time getting into that game on Wii just because I felt like every two minutes I had to constantly stop and recalibrate my Wiimote. 
And so I found that really frustrating and sort of got in the way. I also think that that was like kind of the begin of like the, the sterile look of Zelda. And I just thought like the art direction was like not very interesting. And at the time I chalked it up to the limitations of the Wii. So I'm really interested to see what stronger hardware can do because I didn't really like Breath of the Wild, but I did feel like it at least had a lot of personality. Uh, in, in like, it's like little character yeah. animations, just like small things. And so I'm, I'm, conf- I'm confused, but anticipating this game, uh, just cause I'm not sure my dog is coughing in the background. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was trying to break no, it. He just, he just kept coughing or sneezing or whatever he was doing. And it just threw me for a loop. And like, I don't think I'm actually confused. I think I was confused about the dog. And then I just replaced that word with what <laughs> I was about to say. I am curious. That's a better word. I'm yeah. curious to see what happens with this game. And also they, in theory fixed it with giving like the the aiming control to like the right analog stick well funny enough for me i'm actually kind of unsure about this game and i and i loved skyward sword on wii it has a very slow opening mm-hmm. um the first three hours are like abysmal but the rest of the game i loved i, I thought it had one of the best stories in zelda um it's really the first time they like really went for like a super interesting narrative i thought but uh i just there's too much about the remaster that's kind of bothering me like it seems like they're not adding literally anything um and they're still charging 60 bucks and then not just that but the whole like having to have the amiibo to do the instantaneous travel to to skyloft or whatever which would i mean that would come in like it it would just be super helpful to like have that option the fact that you have to have the amiibo for that. The one thing that it seems like they're adding into the game is is super frustrating. But I'll yes. probably still buy it. Seth and I talked about it on last week's episode, which as of this recording has not released yet, but you're going to get a double dosage of frame skip this week. So look forward to that. And we talk about that and then we very quickly go off topic because I think both of us are a little frustrated and confounded by it. But ultimately, we don't care enough to make too big of a deal about it. But it is crappy of them to do. Uh, it's just to lock. Again, you're right. You're completely right. The only sort of updated feature that they've ever applied to this game is now locked behind like a $25 DLC purchase, basically. And it's cool right. that the DLC is something physical that you can put on your, you know, mantle or whatever. But it's still like, okay, so all of a sudden this $6 game becomes an $85 game. Well, and it's just like they just released the 3D All Stars collection that had three games for 60 bucks, and. I mean, there were a few added features like they had like the soundtracks for them or whatever. But the fact that like you compare that to this for 60 bucks and it suddenly doesn't look like a very good deal. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I just I don't want to like pull my Wii or my Wii U out to play it. So for like, sure. I'm curious about that. And also like, I don't know, man, like I feel like they're going to rip this off the shelf by like midway through September just because Nintendo makes weird decisions these days. And so. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, worth noting in July, uh, with no exact release date, Little Devil Inside, which was featured in the PlayStation 5 reveal that happened last year uh, when they announced the PlayStation 5 price, the, the look of the console, all that jazz. Um, so, yeah, no, I still don't know what that game is about. I think I'm interested in it, but I really couldn't say just because that trailer was very confusing, but interesting. But I don't know if I'm going to buy it. So, because of that, I think we should move on. August. Does anything from August interest you guys? Yes. Talk to Dude, me, Goose. What's up? The, the game I've been waiting for since I was like 13, No More Heroes 3 is coming out. I was going to make a joke that it was No More Heroes 3. I'm really glad it actually was No More Heroes 3. 
dude, I I love No More Heroes. It's so goofy and like out of control. Like, Austin, have you ever played the No More Heroes games? No, I actually haven't. All right, so imagine. I don't even know how to like explain it. Have you ever played any Suda Fifty One games? I played. I don't know if I have actually. I've played Grasshopper games, but I I don't think I've ever okay, played. Okay, I got it. Imagine the ridiculousness of Yakuza mm-hmm. mixed with a cartoonish like anime world mixed with like your, your character's name is Travis Touchdown. He's got right. a lightsaber and he charges it by shaking it like he's jerking off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you had to do that with the Wiimote, right? Yeah. And you had to do that with the Wiimote yeah. and it was it, it's awesome. Well, that um, and, and like the whole premise was like, I'm the world's sixth best assassin. I yeah. want. I want to move. I want to be the world's best assassin. And it's like, yeah. all right. Like you live in a world where like killing is like accepted as a pastime. Like, yeah, man. Like I'm. I understand the world we're in. Like, let's let's go. Let's do it. Let's get you there, Travis. And my favorite thing about these games is that you take side jobs to get money. So like in between fighting assassins, like you're gonna go mow grass and whatnot to make some extra cash on the side. And I'm like this, like the game is a giant meme. All both games are. The second one was a little bit of a letdown for me, but this one looks so good, and I cannot wait to play it, man. Like I'm super excited that Nintendo actually decided to sack up and make this game because I think it is awesome that they did it. Also, for those of you keeping score at home, Brooklyn is only up by seven. It is seventy-five sixty-eight, uh, which is pretty embarrassing considering the Celtics only have one good player on their team. And I thought Brooklyn had the big three of the future. So your move, Brooklyn. <laughs> your move, Brooklyn. Yeah. God, I hate James Harden so much. I hate Kevin Durant so much. <laughs> I hate Kyrie so much. But he's so Art. good. But Kyrie is so good. I love watching him play, but I hate him. But I hate, and I love watching Kevin Durant play, but I hate him. And James okay, Harden. Okay. James Harden okay. is so funny because <laughs> no, there is actual timeout from the podcast. There was like a statistical analysis done that James Harden, who is like the point guard for the Houston Rockets for the longest time, there was statistical analysis done by someone on Reddit who could prove that in like cities with higher rated strip clubs, his performance went down. And so that's like been an ongoing joke with him that like he loves basketball, but not as much as a good strip club. And then someone actually did the work and proved that in cities where there was an abundance of top tier strip clubs that like he was just so much worse on the road than he was in cities that just didn't like Boston. Like he crushed us in Boston. There are no good strip clubs in Boston. I know I live there. Trust me. There's no good strip clubs in Boston. And so the fact that like he was George right, checked all right there and all both of them. And then, then they were just like, he was just terrible in Atlanta is just like hilarious to me. I think that's like one of the coolest, best pieces of investigative journalism that no one has ever cared about except for me. And I'm ready to move on to the other games of August. Okay, Anything good. else stand out? Oh, you're not done with. Well, no, I was going to ask you didn't, you didn't, are you a fan of No More Heroes? I never played two. I played one and I really liked one. One's um, amazing. I want to buy the, the switch ports so that I can play them. Cause I know they released Wait, one and two on switch. Did they really? Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that. that was limited run. No, they have like the digital copies. Still oh, cool. 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 Oh, I'll have yeah. to do that. I would love to play yeah. them again. Uh, yeah. Came, no, came I, I grabbed that in college. And it was it was so much fun. Like that was like it was nice to have a reason to play my Wii that wasn't just like, oh, my friends are drunk and we want to play Mario Kart. Like that was Dude, such a good. It's just a crazy, like ridiculous game that's so endearing to me because it's just, it doesn't take itself seriously whatsoever, like at all. Mm-hmm. Like you walk, it's one of those like like things like you walk into the boss room and the boss has his back turned and he's like, oh, 
you're here finally <laughs> like, like, he lights up his lightsaber or whatever it is and you just go fight him you know it's like awesome i love it but that's it sorry go ahead. all right um <laughs> no i mean you're right like I, I'm, I'm super excited sorry I, I didn't mean to sound like i was like batting it down i apologize i am excited for that game i do need to play two actually i don't need to play two i want to play two but i don't need to um but i am looking forward to three as well that made my list austin anything on your list I don't think I have anything for August. I know Elijah does. I added this for him. I'm also looking forward to it, but I really just don't know enough about it to like really be super pumped up. But Kina Bridge of Spirits Uh, that comes out August 24th. That was another game that was featured in like the PlayStation five reveal. Forgot about that game. Trailer real thing that they did. Um, And there's there's a couple like behind the scenes featurettes about it and some extended gameplay, but like, I still don't really understand that game, but I don't know. Like I'm looking for games to play on my PlayStation Five that I can't yeah. play elsewhere. So I'm excited for it, and I, I like the fact that it's like a discount game. I think it's only going to be forty, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. My concern is because this is like an animation studio that they've. My understanding is they've never made a game before. Mm-hmm. Um, my concern is going to be it's going to be like very just here are cutscenes and not much gameplay. But I don't know. I you know hopefully it's like an actual game. But it looks good. I understand that concern, but at the same time, I play pretty crappy games all the time. But like, sure. I'll play a crappy game if it's pretty, you know, like yeah. if it's doing something interesting. Artistically, yeah. I'm more than willing to forgive that. And so, yeah. the more it's I see about game. this game, the more convincing I'll get. Um, that's <laughs> all I've got for August. Uh, September, I've got two games, and this is where things sort of start to get a little less yeah. exact. And so we're going to mention a couple other games that do not have release dates for this year, but September and October are pretty much like the last guaranteed release dates, except for, I assume, Seth's most anticipated thing of the year, which comes out in November. So September, anything for you guys? Yes. Death Loop, baby. Man, I want Death Loop so bad. Oh, Tales of Arise is September, Seth? Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. Okay, well, that one's on there too for me. Yep. It looks super, super good. Is this, when you say Tales of Arise, is that just like a Tales of game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of the Tales of series. And, you know, for a minute there, we were getting a Tales game like every year. And it was like 50%, you know, quality for the Tales games or not. Like Tales of Zillia was super good. Tales of Zillia 2 sucked. Yeah. Tales of Zestiria sucked. And then Tales of Berseria was super good. Um, and then they took a break because I think they realized their quality was going down. Yeah. And it's been like... I don't know, four years since Tales of Berseria came out. Yeah. And we're getting Tales of Arise and it looks super, super good. I think it's the only Tales game. I could be wrong about this, but I think it is the only Tales game to be developed exclusively for PS4. Wow. I think Zestiria and right. Berseria were both on PS3. Um, so that is super exciting and it doesn't even look like a Tales game. It looks like super good. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks, looks like cool. a huge improvement. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I'm really excited for it. Even though Tales of Zillia 2 is a terrible game. Sorry, I, I, <laughs> so, I, know literally, I know literally nothing about this series. I'm not sorry. even the worst one of that era. Zestiria is way worse. Okay. So I stopped after Zillia 2 because that game burned me so bad. I did eventually pick up Berseria for like $3 or something. I still haven't played it. Berseria is worth a play. It's really yeah, good. I know. I really want to play it. It's and, very different. Um, I've heard, but this one, Tales of Arise, I mean, it just looks incredible. It looks drastically different than how the old Tales games looked. And I think that's what's kind of got me. Like, 
like you said, there were so many in that time frame. I mean, I remember when I think it was, yeah, it was PS3 area when Zillia came out, Zillia 2 came out. They had um, Tales of Hearts on Vita, and then. That's the one I got. I got Tales of Hearts R, but never. Yeah, never. never There were a couple other Tales games on PS3, and it just felt like never ending. Like it felt like they were just year after year after year. They were just coming out, and I got so burned out so quick. So I'm I'm glad they took a break, and I'm glad it looks actually unique this time. Yeah, it looks very unique. The characters look awesome. The story sounds cool. I didn't watch the latest trailer because I knew I was already in. And I don't need to be spoiled with the story anymore. I know, like, from like the to the teaser trailer when they teased it, I'm in. So, I'm very excited. Cool. And this is the series where it's like turn based combat, but like the characters can like move and position themselves. It's not turn based anymore at all. It's yeah. Not? Okay. All right. Then I really don't know anything about it. Okay, that's <laughs> exciting though. Like, if you got well, I mean, if you guys get pumped up about a game, I'm not gonna like completely dismiss it. You know, like I'm I'm going to do do some diligence, do some research, and figure out. Uh, what about Imagine it? an RPG uh-huh. that is a fighting game. Yeah. Oh. Mixed with okay. like a 3D fighter. Yes. All right. That, that is sounds... that is what you get with modern Tales games. That sounds interesting enough to check out. All right. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, Austin, you nailed mine. Deathloop is my number yep. one for that month. Um, I'm kind of worried that uh, every game that has a gun is just going to take advantage of the PlayStation 5 controller and just make your gun <laughs> jam, which is just... Yeah sucks it just sucks <laughs> like that's like the equivalent of like weapons breaking in zelda where i'm just like why did you introduce this completely unfun mechanic and well you can't it turn it off stuff. though yeah i think you can but like it still sucks like why like, <laughs> like that's just in uh like in in my line of work like we kind of have what we call like first pass ideas yeah we're like okay that's like yeah. literally surface level okay that's the first yeah. free association you made when working on this brand let's get a little smarter let's get a little deeper yeah. and so i i wish uh i, I really hope that that's not like yeah, you know like the touchpad on PS4 never really amounted to anything. Yes. I, I just yeah. don't want this to be like, oh, yeah, the gun jamming button <laughs> on, on PlayStation 5. Um, but yeah. thematically, uh, tonally, I'm super excited for that game. It just looks so weird. And like it looks like it looks like a game that's like my level of maturity. You know, like right. when you're 15 and like you see a movie for the first time, you're like that movie's made for people like me. And this looks like a game where I'm like, I'm emotionally ready for a weird, hectic story like this. It feels feels just prepped and primed. And I feel like a lot. I mean, I think about games with like style and I think about like Persona or. I mean, it's mostly Persona. And I I look at this game and I I feel like this is the first time maybe ever that I've really looked at like a Western game and been like, man, this game really has a style to it. Yeah, really nice style. And I I just love it. No, you're you're t- that's that's a fascinating point. I think you're totally right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I know we're going long. We're almost done. Um, but like most games that give off a vibe, give off like a classic vibe. You know, we're just like when like a Dragon Age or not Dragon Age, um, Dragon Quest comes out. You're like, oh, good, right. a return to like traditional RPG controls. Right. But like, it's very seldom that you get a vibe that's like, oh man, this is edgy. This is like if Tarantino, right? You know, exactly. took, a, took a swing at a game like that. I think that's super interesting. That's why I made my list. Also, Sonic Colors Ultimate yep. re- recently announced. Uh, I am looking forward to that because that game was super fun on Wii. That might be the only good Sonic game, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Honestly, I think it's the the best 3D one for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything even competes aside you, from Generations. You know what was one of the biggest heartbreaks of my adult life was when I went back to play Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. 
and I game, realized game sucks. Yeah, I realized how bad of a game that is because I loved that game mm-hmm. as a kid. I absolutely loved it. When I went back, I'm like, oh, this is bad. And, <laughs> this well, and some sucks. of the like some of the Sonic levels are like okay. Like I still have fun playing those, but then you go and play like the Knuckles levels They're and the like worst. just just there are so many bad things about that game. And I, I was the same way. I loved that game when I was a kid, but it's funny. You know, what you're describing is like Stockholm syndrome <laughs> <laughs> with that game. Yeah. Uh, no, dude, I really want to like love those games. And like, I do think they play better on dreamcast because you're like physically holding like the awkward piece of crap. That is the dreamcast right. controller. And yes. so you're like, it's a little bit of a time machine, but like, I don't know, trying to play that game on 360 or like the Xbox one, just like, Oh man, like I know I'm literally holding the future. I'm trying to engage the past and it <laughs> I'll is tell just you what. not good. One of the best ways I thought Sonic played, and I think this is one of the reasons the 3D Sonic levels did so well, there was a game that came out on Wii, and I can't remember the name of it. Secret of the Rings. Maybe. That ga- no, that is literally the worst Sonic game of ever. Right, but hold on, but hold on. It is. It was, but it's, it, uh, instead of horizontal, which I always thought was terrible for Sonic because of how fast it goes, it's vertical, so you can see things coming at you almost yeah. like a free runner. That, I thought, was a really good gameplay design for Sonic because, like I said, you can see vertically and he's supposed to be so fast. I hated the Sonic 2D games because the game was built around you going fast as Sonic, but it penalized you for doing that because not only does the game get harder, you actively miss things. Yeah, right. But with 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 a camera point of view in front of Sonic, you don't have that problem anymore. Sure. So... I don't know. <sighs> All right. That, uh, anything else for September jumping out at you guys? No. All right. That brings us to October. Uh, there's four games. I'm just going to read them all out. And then whichever one jumps out at you, we could just do uh, Far Cry 6 comes out October yes. 7th. Back for Blood comes out October 12th. Ghostwire Tokyo, in theory, comes out in October. And Stray, in theory, comes out in October. That is another game that we don't really know anything about that was also featured in like the PlayStation 5 reveal trailer. Ghostwire Tokyo, I guess, is technically the same thing. Um, Dude, I don't know about that game. I don't game. know anything about it. That's that the game, one the, that's the, made... The creative director left the game, right? Yeah. And that, she, she was supposed to be like uh, Ikigami's protege? My... Yeah, it's the same studio that made uh, Evil Within, but yeah. it's like not the same guy. <laughs> combat director Shinji Hichiro Hara described the combat as a karate meets magic. Well, you have my attention. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just remember looking at the gameplay. I think it was a couple years ago at E3 or something. They showed it and it just looked so janky and rough. Like it looked like something from like the mid 2000s. It, and I looked, was like, it eh. looked like an alpha where they're just like, yeah. no, but like this is our idea. Like obviously it doesn't look cool yet, but this is what we're going I, for. Yeah. So I'm hoping they improve it because it's a neat idea, but I just I don't know about that one. So the official PlayStation page on YouTube posted a gameplay reveal trailer in June. So I'm looking up the gameplay reveal trailer. It looks like a. It looks so janky. I I don't know. Skyrim point of view. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Like the the footage I can remember, it really looks like someone's casting fireball in Skyrim. Yeah, Um, it doesn't. You know what? I'm. I'll give this game a chance if it scores good. If if, if like the general consensus is like good, it I, it looks like something I might get into. Honestly, I'll give this game a chance if it doesn't score good. Like I find that a lot more <laughs> interesting. But uh, Seth, while we're here, quick gun to your head. Uh, what is cooler, karate or magic? 
Wait, what kind of match? Like the like the card game or like the like like, the like actual actual Ar- karate or the actual arcana <laughs> magic? Um, actual arcana magic. Is that, that's a stupid question, George. No, it's not. You have a blue belt, probably. I don't. I know. have a. I have a black. First off, second degree black belt. Learn some respect. Okay. Second, Seth, Seth has a white belt. Second, um, magic is so much cooler. Are you kidding me? Yeah, sir. I can punch real fast and hard, and I can beat a whole bunch of people up. Or I can cast a fireball into the city's town and, and kill forty-seven people. What's cooler? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. The same pe- the same people who call themselves magicians, they also like you know find bunnies and hats. I understand that's not the magic we were directly talking about, but I'm saying that's like you know the magician's intern. So like that has to come up in the conversation. Imagine uh, you're at the gas station and you you you, you drop a can of cola, and yeah. she's like, "It's two sixty four and you just flick a flame up. And you're like, "Is it?" <laughs> and she's probably gonna say. No, it's free because you just <laughs> shot a fireball out of your hands. All right, with magic you can do almost anything. Like, like also that's such a s- giant spanning question. It's like, what kind of magic? Illusion? Can you not magic? talk about me like I'm an asshat for asking a clearly rhetorical <laughs> question that wasn't supposed to set you down such a dark, conniving rabbit hole? You, Are we you, talking you, about you, illusion? You beautiful jagoff. God, shut up, you nerd! I redact the question. I no longer invite this conversation to the floor. <laughs> Back for Blood, looks like Left for Dead. I'm excited. Co-op, I'm yeah. in. Far Cry Six, awesome. That was yes. your that was your yes game. No, that's my no. I, I dropped out of Far Cry after four because I needed a break, but I'm back. I can't wait for this game. I'm, I've I'm platinumed so every Far Cry game since three. I am super in. Okay, super do you in. not get exhausted, George? Do you do you not get tired? I the, the thought of playing another Ubisoft game makes me physically ill no sorry like my seth, body a, is rejecting it seth it's a ubisoft original yeah you have to you have to say that <laughs> okay i'm sorry a ubisoft original this far cry 3 4 and both of 5 are the same effing game in like a different setting and it, it like my body is rejecting it at this point it makes me physically ill thinking about playing far cry 6 like I'm going to run up these towers. I'm going to unlock more parts of the map. And then I'm going to play through a half-hearted story. And then I'm probably going to kill some animals to upgrade my stuff. I just can't do it. I can't but do Seth, it this one has a dog. Mm, the last one had a dog, too. One before that, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one has a dog that has, it's like, a, a wheelchair. wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm super, I, I, I'm super <laughs> in. Well, I think these games do a good job of telling, like, a politically interesting story, like lower lowercase p politics, po- uh, politically, and also I think they do a really good job of just like modernizing literature. Like Far Cry Three was just Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. It was like if Heart of Darkness had a baby with that movie The Beach by Danny Boyle, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Which I love that movie. I love that book. It's super interesting. I'm obviously going to play a video game that's a blending of those two. And so I think they do a really good job of just like mixing seminal works from other mediums. And so I'm I'm in. I'm always day one on a Far Cry game. Also, well, I, I just don't, lo- I don't play I a lot love- of other shooters. Like I, I play yeah. like I'll grab Call of Duty like every other year, maybe maybe every year, and just play the campaign. Like I don't get burnt out because I don't play multiplayer. You know. Well, I love how this one looks because it's it seems to be not that Far Cry has ever necessarily been serious, but just watching the gameplay trailer that they released, I guess it was last week yeah um where you can get like a gun that shoots out cds at people to kill them and like 
just some crazy weapons that just don't even make any sense. But it made me think of Just Cause a little bit, that that old series that died off. But mm-hmm. I thought I just the silliness of this one looks pretty interesting. Well, that's funny because that's super based off of uh, Far Cry New Dawn, you know, where like it was like people improvising in the apocalypse and like, how do we make weapons to protect ourselves to defeat our enemies when this is all we have? Like, I, I, I think that's interesting. And like, I like the art direction. It's got uh, Giancarlo Esposito as like the main villain. Like I'm, I'm in. Love that guy. Um, all right, that's pretty much it for the year. Uh, Coach wanted us to throw out uh, Halo Infinite, which I agree with. I'm going to buy Wait, a I'm Series sorry. X. That's not even. Close yeah, I know. And it, we're, no, I'm getting the. You're going to be the big finale. <laughs> I promise. I just wanted to like mention Coach. Okay. Before the end, uh, that does not have a release date yet. Um, in theory, Gran Turismo was supposed to come out this year. I don't know if that's been announced that it's not coming out this year. I assume it's not because there hasn't been anything mentioned about it. But I am stupid excited for that game. I hope it comes out this year, but I doubt it. That brings us. Uh, sorry, love you, Coach. Um, talk to you soon, buddy. That brings us to November uh, 23rd when Final Fantasy XIV and Walker expansion comes out. Um, Seth, I'm going to let you take the floor. Uh, yeah, real excited. It's going to be real good. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> that was episode so exciting. Episode 57 <laughs> of Frameskip Podcast. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I mean, I guess. Like, what is it? What What, what is it doing differently? Uh, um, is, there, is there a reason you're so excited besides no, just it's, being Final it, Fantasy? It's just more Final Fantasy fourteen and it's gonna be <clears throat> awesome, just like the other ones, the other expansions have been, most likely. I mean, they keep getting better and better, is like the thing, is the expansions for Final Fantasy fourteen are only getting better. The classes that they are uh, showing off are really cool. The Sage is a healer with that uses like uh the Freedom Gundam's nodes to attack and, and heal, and then they in- introduced the Reaper class, which I think is awesome. I mean, who doesn't love a good Reaper? You have my so. attention with Freedom Gundam, but also I'm going to point out that uh, the RX-93 new Gundam did that first in Char's counterattack with his foils. <sighs> but that doesn't matter. Um, the story's I'm real, in. real good. I'm in. I'm going to check it out. I've downloaded it to PlayStation 5. I'm going to check it out. I am just waiting, bud. All right. So isn't this, and we can wrap it up after this, but isn't this kind of like, didn't they say this is supposed to be like the finale or something somehow of like so, the expansions? Yeah, that was super controversial. Um, and he later clarified it was it was kind of just a, a bad. He's not very good at English, Yoshi P. Okay. He's he's real bad, and he likes to not use a translator because it doesn't come off genuine. Right. He meant that it is the final part of the first story. Okay, that makes. Does sense. that make sense? Yeah, like the story started in the base game. Yes, will end here essentially with all the Ashians and whatnot. It's the it's yeah. the final part of that. There's still he said there's so much to explore. Um, also, like how can you not love Yoshi P? Every time he announces a new class, he cosplays it and walks on stage as that class. Like <laughs> that's pretty, the, that's the, dude, the dude, the dude is like like he loves his own work and he's that's what makes him so good. I think that's good. all I gotta say. It's time for Final right. Fantasy sixteen. It's a good Austin, time for you to you get back into Final Fantasy, Austin. I know, I know. You gonna check well, it out? What, is it, when back. does it release on PS5, George? When did you say? Uh, it's already November. Out oh, is it already out? Oh, th- yeah, sorry. Final Fantasy fourteen is available on PlayStation 5. I've downloaded oh, okay. it to PlayStation 5. Uh, the Endwalker expansion comes out November 23rd. Because I do want to get back into it, but now that Andy and I don't have like a dual PC setup, I'll probably start playing on PS5 so that she can play on her 
PC. So I'll I'll get into it eventually. Maybe this you know summer. what? So me and Caitlin actually just started playing it together, and she, I have her playing on PlayStation Four, so I can point out and kind of help her. And right. I do my Steam Link to my PC from my P, from my laptop hmm. or from my desktop to my laptop. Mm-hmm. Works flawlessly without a hitch. It's a good idea. Yeah. So I Steam Link to my laptop and I play with a con- my my controller and next mm-hmm. to her and we we've been doing great. Nice. All right. Well, uh, maybe wanna, this summer. I want to peel the curtain back a little bit and talk about some stuff we've been talking about in like the group chat. Um, I'm moving into a house and I'm setting up like a station for work because uh, my my job is remote, so I need like you know good lighting. I need a good camera setup. I need a good microphone setup just so I can like look more professional at meetings. Um, that also sounds oddly like a streamer station, and so I would love it. Uh, we've been yeah. talking about this, just like doing like some group streams together in the in the future. This is obviously not yep. immediate, um, but damn, if you guys want to play with us, if you're listening and you want to play games with us, or if you've got recommendations, like I'm, I'm totally down to listen to stuff. Um, I'll play anything with anyone except Alden because he uh, really pissed me off with a, a comment he made about my beloved sports teams uh, last <laughs> week, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, also, I will never play a video game with Pedro because. Um, why would anyone guy, do that? That guy just seems like a sandwich you, you left in your car for a week and a half. If you know Have I ever told you guys God. about how Pedro broke me on fighting games? Uh, no. I think so. I think I know the story, but George, tell it to George. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell it quick because we also have to go over a question from Vital because he. I forgot about in. that. Okay. So I used to think I was, I used to play Street Fighter specifically for a lot. And I was, I, what I thought was really good. I thought I was did you, like, did you great. do it because karate was cooler than magic to you at the time? Uh, no, okay. but like, you know, like the Hadouken and whatnot. I've always liked street fighter. I've always thought it was really cool. And street fighter four came out. I was really excited for it. Cause they added the 3d and whatnot. So I started playing it a lot and I thought I was really good at it. Cause I was like getting all the combos down and whatnot. And we actually, I, used, I worked at GameStop at the time and during the gears three launch, I think it was, I'm not positive on that. It was one of the midnight launches. We set up a station where people could challenge us for different games. One of them was Marvel vs. Capcom 3. One of them was Street Fighter 4, which I was... Yeah, and I, I went undefeated the whole night. So I was like, oh, I'm pretty good. Fast forward about a year, and I meet Pedro, and he comes over to our buddy's house at the time, and we were playing Street Fighter, and he doesn't say a word. This is the worst part. He doesn't say a word. He's just like, oh, we're playing Street Fighter. That's pretty cool. Right? And it's like, you know, it's like loser passes the controller, you know, it's, 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 it's that, it's that setup. It's that old school yeah. multiplayer setup. So I get it. And, you know, I'm doing pretty good. And then I, um, I, Pedro picks up the controller and mercilessly mops the floor with me mercilessly. <laughs> and uh, then proceeds to wipe out the entire room <laughs> mercilessly. And uh, granted, he had never said anything about liking Street Fighter. Right. Turns out <laughs> Pedro is like a Street Fighter super fan and can pick up any version of the game and just murder people with it. It's like his favorite <laughs> thing of all time. And after that, after I saw like the gap in skill between me and Pedro, and we, I played him several times after that and just got mopped, I was like, I'm done. This sucks. This is no more fun. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. He's like he's like Godzilla, you know, like he just like lives in the ocean until like he feels someone like thinking he they're like they're like oh, the new like you Steph know most, he's most good at street fighter most yeah, important exactly <laughs> yeah and so then he just like you know rises from the depths is like well I need to put this person in their place 
And yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> Poor guy's like, he wasn't returns to the sea, never to be seen for another 20 years until the next. You guys don't understand. Like he wasn't hitting me. He wasn't like beating me like, like a little bit. He was hitting me with like 47 hit combos. Oh and, like, God. Like, like when I would hit him, he would do the street fighter four thing where he like cancels my move and like counteracts it and throws me into another combo and wipes my whole health bar. Like Pedro is next level at street fighter. Jesus and then he's like, Christ. then he's like, he's the audacity. Like, I'm not even good. He's like, you, he's like, you should see my uncle. And I'm like, what do you mean? His uncle? Yeah, he's like, you should see my uncle. Maybe, you've, like, maybe you've heard of him. His name is Jerry. Jerry Street Fighter. Oh my god. Ridiculous. He he broke me on Street Fighter. I never picked up a Street Fighter game ever again. God. That's yeah. uh it's kind of sad that he just like ruined this thing that you used to enjoy. But I uh, loved it. But I'm really glad he did it so completely. I <laughs> yeah. loved getting ruined. It yeah. took him like one night. It just ended me. He beat me in Street Fighter so hard I couldn't walk in a straight line after that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Alright, so let's see let's, straight. Let's go over this question um from Vitsal, because he mentioned me. I so I I have it up, so I'll just read it. He said, Hey guys, I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn for the first time after watching Horizons. Forbidden West gameplay. I have to say this game is way more fun than Zelda Breath of the Wild. I remember Seth saying I would be disappointed with Zelda and he was right. I'm still at the beginning of the game, but the world seems more alive in Zelda. Maybe I'm just being a biased PlayStation fan. Alright, before we answer this question, I just gotta ask another question. Seth, is Vitsal your burner account? No, he's not. <laughs> uh, okay, alright. Just wanted to double check. <laughs> he's a long-time listener uh, of, of us and a good friend. He's well, been around I'm, for like I'm, seven I'm years. sorry that I'm hosting and I'm not like one of the OG hosts of it's all. I hope you like this episode. It's okay. Do regardlessly. Um, I really didn't like Breath of the Wild. I liked everything about Breath of the Wild except playing it. Like, I think the aesthetic is super cool. I think the world design is like vaguely interesting. I just hate when I actually have to like control Link in that game. Uh, I think Horizon is like an infinitely better game. I agree. Even though uh, to Seth Chagrin, it is basically just a Ubisoft game with the formula. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. So well, I think no, it's, it's super formulaic, like, but I think it's like a really, like, I think a lot it's of... It's a setting over... that puts it over the top for me. Just like, yeah. I think Ghost of, Sh- Ghosts of Tsushima is like that go. as well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. And again, like, it's just one of those things where it's like, um, I, I don't know, like, there's a whole bunch of different ways to cook a burger, you know, and like, there, there's bad burgers and there's good burgers. And so it really just depends on, like, what fixings you put on the burger. That really but when you go to McDonald's, you get the same one each time, and that's a Ubisoft <laughs> game. That's a great analogy, George. I love it. Okay, sure, perfect. Uh, but then, like, you get the you same know, hor- you get the same boot shaped chicken nugget every time. <laughs> <laughs> Just looks like Italy, like a sad yeah. little Italy. <laughs> the but thing is, is, like, I don't dislike Horizon. It's just. I, I, I just can't get into it, and I don't know why. Like, on paper, I should love that game, and I'm going to give it one more shot before... Uh, honestly, play it on easy. In West. Like the, I know. Like, I, I really need people to stop acting like uh, difficulty in a video game is, like, some sort of, like, measure of, like, your love of video games. It's not, man. Like, just play it on easy, so, like, you get to do the the mechanics they want you to do, but, like, you know, you get to feel powerful in the game, which is, like, what the game is all about. It's right. just, like, sort of cutting out the middle 20 hours of, like, getting you to the point where you become the ultimate apex predator. Just play it on easy. Well, and I think that's, uh, I think that's the, the thing for me, is, like, Breath of the Wild, I felt, was so exploration-focused. And Horizon is not that way at all. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the problem was I played it right after Breath of the Wild and, like, trying to go from this game where you're, like, climbing sure. anything you see and finding stuff everywhere to this game where 
you really can't climb anything and it's more story focused. It was just like a weird contrast. And so sure. no, I, I um, think that makes perfect sense. It, I just got so frustrated in Breath of the Wild when like, you know, you'd be climbing a mountain, you were almost at the top and then it starts raining, you know, and then yeah. like, you'd, you'd lose that progress or like, yeah. you know, I'd have to carry 14 well, swords with me as I like, you know, venture into like a rage inducing. Right. Rage no, inducing. It, it sucks. Well, it, it sucks, man. Like that was like Immortals Phoenix Rising, I think is like probably the best version of Breath of the Wild there is just because super colorful, super pretty, super interesting story. But like you don't like it's just none of the frustrating parts that like make it a video game. Like I feel like they were just like, but we need to make it more of a game with Breath of the Wild. And that I just found so frustrating and annoying. Well, my last comment that I'll say on this and then we probably should wrap it up because we're we're running pretty long this week. But um, it seems like they're fixing my concerns with with forbidden west because they're adding in like the grappling hook and like the glider and it seems like there's more like mobility which that was definitely my biggest complaint about the game and so i'm just hoping that means there's also more like exploration because like um to me like what's said he felt the game was more alive i didn't really get that I, I actually didn't really like the world that much in horizon but i think it was because the side quests and just the the dialogue it was just also meaningless to me like i just didn't really care and so I'm hoping some of those those issues, for me at least, are fixed with Horizon 2. But I understand, again, that I'm in the minority. Like, I know people love that game. How, so. how far did you get into Horizon? Because, like, I didn't really care about it until... Probably uh, about 10 hours, 15 okay. hours, maybe. All right, no, then, then you, get, you got to the point that I was going to say. So I won't, yeah. I won't spoil it for anyone who's playing through it now, like, uh, like, like that is. Um, cool. Thank you so much for sending in a question. You can send in questions, too. Our uh, question form that is at bit.ly slash frameskipq. That is B-I-T dot L-Y slash frameskipq. You can also send questions into frameskippodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter and send a question to at frameskippod. Uh, We're also that handle on Instagram if that is your preferred uh, platform for social media. You can also reach out to the host individually. Seth can be found at Seth the 90s Kid. But whatever you do, Seth, what do you want him to do? Don't follow me. Don't follow him. <laughs> How many times do you have to say it? Stop following just, Seth. God, stop. Jesus. You know, being weird. Like, you're, you're being that person at the mall who just, like, you know, just, like, shows up behind that teenager just because I don't trust that teenager. Seth is a 90s kid. Stop following him. God. Uh, he's not here, but we love him. We miss him. Um, Elijah can be found at Loco Lizard Man. Austin can be found at Austin J. Eller. I can be found at GB Loftus. Um, don't follow me either. Actually, I like my privacy. Like, I like Twitter because it gets me news. But like, God, I I really just don't like talking to people. Um, except you guys. You guys are pretty all right. Um, <laughs> so you if you can... want to see us talk to each other, then you can follow <laughs> yeah, him. But just great. don't talk to him directly. <laughs> uh, Frame Skip, as you know, is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, TuneIn, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Uh, and also not listed, but my my personal favorite, I uh podcast catcher. Uh, Overcast on iOS. A big fan of that one. It is also available there. Uh, Please leave a review. It helps out this show more than you could know. Also, uh, recommend this show to friends of yours who, um, yeah, I know everyone listening to this has a friend who listens, who just plays crappy, grindy Japanese games, you know, where you need to play for 15 hours before you can like start enjoying it. Um, this is a great way to take up tonight. We got 90 minutes. That's like a third of, of what you got to do, like a fifth of what you got to do. Or, it's going to be fun. Or you could show it to your friends that like bad games and you could be like, look, there's someone like you. His name's Elijah. 
Oh! <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> I hope Elijah's got health care because he's going to need some treatment for that burn. Elijah, Sorry, I, I love you, Elijah. I am. Uh, I don't love the games you play, though. I am Fire Brigade certified, so like I can help you with that burn. And Elijah, don't look now, but I am right behind you. I am calling from inside the house. Um, God, I love you. God, I miss you. Uh, Coach, you're not here either, but love you and miss you too. Hope you are feeling better. Uh, that's it. That's all I got for episode 57. 57 is going to go up the same week as 56. Um, I've got a comic book podcast that I'm dying to push out. I need to record like two more episodes. I have a backlog <laughs> to start sending it out. And then you can start listening to my favorite era of Marvel comics. That is the mid 2000s, the Bendis era of comics and everything good and terrible that came because of it. That's all I got, guys. Um, anything? Any last words? Nope. All right. I don't have any last words. So well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Until next week. Uh, <laughs> love you guys to pieces. And uh, I'll see you in another life, brother. Bye. Smooch. <laughs>